and welcome to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just, just a, a fact. fact. We and are. And it really is. Sorry, I just want to. Every day, like, I just. Time. Reggie tapping his watch. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Judge Judy tapping her watch. Like, can we just be. Can we be gifted, like. I, I was going to say, can we be gifted just one W, but one of the Sacklers died last week? Mm. Uh, it wasn't of it wasn't of coronavirus, but he did die, and it is good that he's dead. <laughs> and people might say to me, "Well, Jonathan Sackler has a family, and you know what? I hope they die too." <laughs> Do you know who doesn't have a family? Who? All the people who died because of the Sacklers. Yeah, because they're dead. Eat shit, Sacklers. I hope Amazing. more of you die. I don't know anything about them, but I also hate them. They're the ones that produce Oxycontin. Oh, yeah, they can eat shit. They're the owners of Purdue Pharma, who are just, you know. Awesome. Great. That alone tells you enough. Cool. Yeah, rest in piss. Um, Wait a second. So who is everyone? Who who are you? Who am I? Me? I'm 5G Corona. (laughs) A.K.A. Valfica. Thank you. I had a mouthful of beer there, and um, <laughs> very, I was very at risk of spraying it all over my pop filter. <laughs> uh, you should I'm, get a you should get a beer uh, beer, beer filter. <laughs> true, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> you never um, drink pop on the podcast. Never do what? You never drink pop on the podcast. This is true. I do usually have an alcoholic beverage. I'm so sorry, water. I'm interrupting the introductions. Very yeah, that was really good. My name is Matt. Also known as your yearly reminder that Margaret Thatcher is dead and in the ground and it's good and we should dance on her grave. And also her grave is a gender neutral bathroom. So maybe don't dance there because it's full of piss and pee. Ooh, dance there but with your galoshes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to wear some real, real good boots uh, because of all the piss. <laughs> Claim society doesn't exist. Dies anyway. <laughs> um, and I'm Alex Leafcrunch, uh, a.k.a. Uh, uh, Dronavirus, because like drones are bad as well i mean the 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 democrat drones are spreading coronavirus through 5g so that's why yeah so it's coronavirus. yeah you know the drones are returning to nature we're the real virus yeah i've seen a lot of um the comic that's got the uh two people with uh being bombed and one of them is saying um did you hear apparently one a of the woman's gonna send planes the next flown by a woman and the other one being like it really feels like you're part of history yeah it's real like there's a certain point where it's like it almost feels gross to it it feels kind of gross to be as glib about it as we are at this point Mm -hmm. more female 5g towers (laughs) god (laughs) you do have a point no one just like the upper levels of government just don't care at Mm -hmm. all None of them do anything about it. Or they like it. Or they like it. They're just super big fans of it. Yeah. It's cool to live in a failed state, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's sick as hell and it's tight. It's real good. It's fun to me. We'd love to live in one one day. Yeah. Um, Should we get into the news? Mm -hmm. Some topics? There's so much. There's so much always. Um, Like, I was talking after we finished recording uh, last episode, and I'm like, I forgot, like, eight of the things I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And now, like, so many of them have had absolutely no motion whatsoever, so there's not really any point in talking about them now. Um, yeah, I think... I, I, I did say I did say on um, the most recent episode of, of Tuning Fork um, the phrase of just, fuck Condé Nast. So that just covers the Bon Appetit story right there in full. Fuck Condé Nast. It truly. There we go. Yeah. We're good. It's done. Yeah. I think current events podcast doesn't make any more sense when time is as broken as it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about some stuff that happened like a month ago and some stuff that happened uh, 40 seconds after this podcast was recorded somehow because time's yeah, some of Some of it happened next week. It's true. It's true. I also have something that I wanted to talk about that I can't find the fucking, the, I can't find the link to it. So just, you, you gotta know. love when that happens. Talk amongst yourselves, I guess. I can I can start. Um, yeah. I, I prepared uh, a theme. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys can choose what the title is. I have, I have two titles. Okay. Uh, the Supreme Court is back at it at the Krispy Kreme. Uh, uh-huh. Or the Supreme Court is uh, posting through it. <laughs> it's, it's 
posting through being back at it at the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I think they're posting through it. They're posting. They're posting through it. The thing is, is back at it again at a Krispy Kreme. That implies some form of triumph. You're right. Yeah, and I don't. True. I don't think any of this is a triumph. I think maybe they're at it again, just like as as if they're celebrities. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The celebs so. are at it again. Yeah, yeah. Because the Supreme Court justices are celebs because the United States is a deeply broken country. Uh-huh. Yeah. So tell uh, us so about. I will. Don't don't test me. I will. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do it. you won't. So you may have seen them posting uh, in the past month or so. I it seemed like there was a lot happening, and I it was like they completed all their homework like and submitted it all at once. Uh, and then it <laughs> happened, I guess, like every Friday they do this. Um, but they keep making some interesting decisions. Uh, mm. The first one was from June 15th, so a while ago. This is the one, uh, I think it was the day after uh, Trump. I don't even remember what it was specifically because there's been so much terrible shit happening uh, to uh, LGBTQ protections. But this mm-hmm. is the good one where they said, actually, sex-based discrimination applies to LGBTQ employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first instance of uh, textualism biting conservatives in the ass. Yeah. Yay! Because uh, basically the idea that, oh, we're going to read the text exactly as like to the letter and not assume any intent on the uh, part of the founding fathers. And we're just mm-hmm. going to like treat the constitution as gospel uh it turns out uh that if you do that you can't actually insert your conservative ideology into it a thousand percent of the time because sometimes the text just says things that are obviously true uh, <laughs> so the te- the uh the quote from uh neil gorsuch here who i guess critical support for neil gorsuch uh you don't under any circumstances have to hand it to neil gorsuch no. Under these two circumstances, you got to hand it to him. Uh, so in this one, he says, there's simply no escaping the role intent plays here, just as sex is necessarily a but for a cause when employer discriminates against homosexual or transgender employees. An employer who discriminates on these grounds inescapably intends to rely on sex in its decision making. So the the thing that hmm. like gets this, like it's, it's absurd because like what gets us justice is how he interprets the, the word sex based. Uh, not yeah. the actual injustice happening, which is obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's literally it's- just rules lawyering, which is so fucking funny. Like this is literally this is the guy who has written the the people who decide the rules for baseball, where every single possible thing that could happen in baseball has been written has had a rule written about it. That's basically how these guys operate. They have this mm-hmm. thing, <laughs> just this absolute to the letter covering of any possible circumstance. Yeah. Literally, they they created like a uh, in a lab. They created a text parsing robot with no human emotions. And two of them, in, in fact, two of uh-huh. them put them on the, the Supreme Court, and then were shocked when they parsed text correctly. Like shocked. <laughs> in face. Uh, like they still they still suck. Yeah, this is oh, the yeah. same guy that was like um, technically, even though the driver was dying, he shouldn't have abandoned his truck to freeze to, to not freeze to death because the rules say that he shouldn't have. Do you remember that? I no, but, but this sounds, sounds right. right. Yeah, he, yeah. Like when he was being tried, it was this whole thing about a truck driver and a rig that was like broken down or something, and he had walked away from it to do some life saving thing, and then was on the hook for whatever happened to the truck while he was away from it. Right, of course. Because, and yeah, and ne- ne- Neely Man was like, "Well, you are technically not supposed to walk away from the truck, so it's like." It's just, it's just some, sometimes, sometimes the tech is, text is inescapable. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel um, reading Twitter. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> uh, then on July 6th, this actually wasn't the federal, uh, or this is the Supreme Court, but it was a federal judge, and I mm-hmm. don't know and refuse to learn the difference, uh, shut down the Dakota Access Pipeline, uh, yes. which, hell yeah. And it's actually. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Alberta has yet still failed to diversify its economy beyond oil and pipelines, so yeah. that they are just absolutely having a fucking meltdown about this. This is also. <laughs> it was the day after the Atlantic Pipeline voluntarily terminated its project because it's not a financially feasible project anymore. Oh. Um, and I do. I'm sure Matt also will pl- uh, plug the. Specifically, the Alberta Advantage uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, episode about the pulling out of the fossil fuel industry from Nova Scotia, which uh, 
was coal, not gas. But what they described there was how if you let the fossil fuel industry like just abandon the projects on their own, they're just going to fuck over everyone who works for them. Uh, mm, yeah. Whereas if we like actually wind down production nationally, we can like give people training and jobs and like not destroy communities. Yeah, exactly. And like also like, you know, conditioning any kind of federal aid and subsidy on like the cleanup of like fossil fuel extraction sites. Yeah. Because that's like a huge problem in Alberta is abandoned wells because companies will just declare bankruptcy. And then once they've done that, their assets move to a trust that is now responsible for the wells. But these trusts aren't actually compelled legally to do anything about them. So there's just these like gross oil holes all over the desert. Ew. Mm -hmm. Yeah, phrasing. (laughs) <laughs> so this was so it's it's complicated because like there's no system in place for like justice for the workers or for the people whose land it was but it is a win for uh land defenders and then on july 9th we got another win for land defenders uh which was the supreme court upheld the treaty rights of uh the oklahoma creek nation uh which basically says uh yeah after the trial of tears uh the creek nation was promised half of Oklahoma or like mm-hmm. the, not the Creek nation specifically, but like the people who were all the people on the trail of tears were right. promised in perpetuity, in perpetuity, in what the fuck in perpetuity, perpetuity. <laughs> in purple <laughs> duty. Um, <laughs> all, all this land, which is half of Oklahoma. Uh, and Gorsuch again was like, uh, well, Congress, Congress hasn't said otherwise. So we're going to hold the government to its word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, this is the, still the thing that famously people were doing while signing treaties with uh, with Native American tribes. I'll get was there. Holding the government to their word. I'll get word. there. Uh, so basically, this is today we are asked whether the land these treaties promised remains an Indian reservation for the purposes of federal law, uh, federal criminal law, because Congress has not said otherwise. We hold the government to its word. What this means is so it doesn't mean that like this is land back. This isn't like yeah, you own this land. Uh, what it means is that the state has no jurisdiction on criminal cases involving Native Americans on this land, mm-hmm. uh, which has huge ramifications for a lot of people who have been prosecuted by the state on this land. Uh, they can challenge their convictions. Yeah, uh, and I, I assume that I, like I haven't re- I haven't run the numbers on this, but I assume that uh, Native American incarceration in Oklahoma is probably similar to the Canadian prairies in I that would, it's I overwhelming. I would assume it's it's a lot. Yeah, I would I would guess that's a lot. Um, yeah. So there's obviously a lot of fear mongering from the uh, neo fascist side of the court, uh, saying like, "Oh, what about like like sex offenders who have been prosecuted? Are you just going to let them go?" Uh, and it's the same fear mongering as like giving prisoners like voting rights. Right. Yeah, they're going like, to vote for the guy that makes murder legal. Taking the worst possible conception of a prisoner of like a criminal, mm-hmm. a monster, and saying, oh, we, we can't give these people rights because then this person will get rights, right. uh, which is, like, not how rights work, and also not how rights work. <laughs> if we if we over, if we we over overturn marijuana convictions, then they're going to let all the serial killers out of jail and all, give them all jobs as kindergarten teachers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one other thing that, like, the opposition said was, oh, you know, like, a lot of Oklahomans are going to be pretty surprised to find out that they live on uh, treaty territory, uh, to which the response <laughs> by first was, a lot of uh, Native Americans might be surprised to find out that there are settlers living on their land. <laughs> they, they might not know this at all. Yeah. Golly, um, who'd have thunk it? Jeez. And then, not a good reason to not turn the land back over. Just to, like, tie this into everything else that's going on, um, there's a lot of talk about abolition right now, which is obviously awesome actually here talked about seriously mm-hmm. and this this kind of thing allows the opportunity for like indigenous forms of justice and intercommunity safety to be practiced and to not have the carceral state imposed illegally on a community that like has literal legal protections from the state yeah. uh legislating their lives so it's yeah. it is good it's very good um the last thing the supreme court did also on july 9th uh, was they caught the president orange-handed. Uh, they said he can't declare himself <laughs> above the law and has to give over his tax returns to the New York court. Um, so we got him. We got we him. Got we got him. Folks, did you know that the president might be a crook and also might not be as rich as he says he is? We got him. We got him. 
famously the thing that people don't like about Donald Don Donald Trump is that we don't think he's as rich as he says he is. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with him. That's the problem. That's the only thing he's done wrong is lie about how rich he is. Mm-hmm. Famously. <laughs> famously, there's nothing else. But hey, they got Al Capone on it. They did get Al Capone on it. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. now uh, this is something that I didn't even like have to bring as a um, as a topic, but was just reminded of just by the very concept of Donald Trump's tax returns. Mm-hmm. Um it turns out like one of the largest charities in Canada has basically just been uh, ah! a, a, has been a has been a resume laundering scheme for like rich Canadian kids. Wow. Like gonna, for ages. I'm going to recommend another podcast which is uh, Sandy and Nora Talk Politics did a really good in-depth episode on this. Uh, and they also uh, this the thing that people got angry about has now been canceled because it was an obvious like, it was so obvious. And obvious. there's even further developments to that, which I which okay. I can get into just a little bit. Because um, like I don't I don't have a story open about this right now, so this is mostly off the dome. Um, but we the children, or sorry, uh, free the children, not we the children. <laughs> they're called we now. We the children hold these twoofs. I mean, to be fair, when it was started, the Kielbergers were children. So free the children is like a really really. Well, it's not really, really old. It's like 30-year-old charity that's existed in Canada for like ages. And they, they run this thing called We Day, and they're they're really centered around like uh, youth activism. Um, but they've had like this extremely cozy relationship with um, the Trudeau family, as in like they've paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars of speaking fees to various Trudeaus over the mm-hmm. years. Um, and people have just been starting to look into like other people in Trudeau's government. Like uh, finance minister Bill Morneau, who sucks fucking ass, one of the worst people in government. Um, and like the Canadian government gave uh, the We Charity a contract for um, student summer jobs, and it was like a nine hundred million dollar contract, like something absurdly large. Instead of you know running it through the government itself, which is extremely easy and possible to do because governments have the funding and resources to pull something like this off. And they're noting all of these people who've had kids, parents, family members, either as board members or like paid speakers for the charity. None of them recused themselves from the vote that gave them this massive contract. And so like the second the contract was awarded, everyone was like, what the fuck is this? What are you doing? Also and- in in the contract. So it was uh, basically a $5,000 payout to students for like tuition stuff, which just sounds great. Right. Uh, the, to get that $5,000, you had to volunteer for the We Charity for 500 hours. So it's functionally paying you $10 an hour, um, which is below minimum wage in most of Canada. So you're literally like throwing money away to pay these people to pay you yeah, for money it, that you could get from a it's job. It's essentially like a sketchy wealth transfer. <laughs> Yeah, like that's all that it is, and um, I'm just just a point of context here. Um, the liberals, the last time they were in power before Justin Trudeau, um, was from the year 1993 to the year 2006. Like consistently, that whole way were in power. The only reason that they fell out of power is because of something called the sponsorship scandal, which is. Um, which was due to the granting of contracts to companies related to workers in the government. <sighs> and then they, they forced a vote, of, a vote of no confidence against then Prime Minister Paul Martin, and then the Liberals lost the election. So the Liberal Party of Canada is basically a giant money laundering scheme. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's basically the point. Um, but yeah, they're just very stupid and keep doing the same stupid, dumb shit over and over again. Um, and, but they can't stop doing it because they s- just simply cannot resist putting their hand in the stupid honeypot. Well, I mean, but it's yeah. their only, it's, they can't stop doing it because it's their only, like, the only thing they exist to do. Right. They, they exist to say vaguely liberal platitudes out loud while just, like, grifting the government. Because, like, that's that's been the liberal project since Chrétien was in power. Like, just reducing spending on social services while acting, like, nominally progressive on the outside. Remember how there was an enormous scandal in uh, Trudeau's last uh, term? And then he won again? Yeah. And he, uh, he scapegoated uh, the first native Canadian uh, minister of justice for it. And he did do that. 
And she honestly, you said scandal from last term, and I was just thinking about the blackface thing. <laughs> oh yeah, which one? Right. Yeah, which which one? Uh, fuck this country. Fuck yeah, fuck Trudeau. this country. Um, yeah. So I, I, I guess I'll um I'll, I'll move on to a different Canadian story now that I had open. Uh, this one's shorter, but it's also just very good. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. I don't know why I died. Um, but. I'm ready to hear the story. And then when you, after you're done with your story, Matt, I have an, a, a short story as well. Oh, isn't that nice? It starts baby shoes. No. Um. <laughs> baby shoes. So there was a, uh, a bit of a tiff that happened in the Alberta legislature because um, there was a, there was a there was speaking during a, it, it was a former uh, minister of minister of the legislative assembly. So like a, a former member of the NDP government was speaking and uh, he declared that he was no fan of Margaret Thatcher and that if, mm-hmm. if there, like, if it were a just world, she would have died 30 years earlier. <laughs> if nothing goes right for me in a day, Madam Speaker, I can at least count on the fact that Margaret Thatcher is still dead. The only thing I regret about Margaret Thatcher's death is that it happened probably 30 years too late. <laughs> and people were like apoplectic about this. And then basically everyone on the web was like, this is really funny and good. Yeah, uh, I really love the every like Rupert Murdoch owned conservative rag was like disgusting comments by former NDP MLA. Um, and then the Toronto Star says former British PM Margaret Thatcher roasted by Alberta politician who laments she didn't die sooner, <laughs> uh, which is a much better headline to me. I mean, this is the same thing as the fucking Jagmeet Singh, like calling someone a racist and being thrown out of parliament. Like it's all about respectability politics and being yeah. polite. Mm hmm. And well, yeah, there was like people were like saying it's like, what if we said it was good that Tom, that Tommy Douglas died because like Tommy Douglas that, is like a famous um, NDP person who is the father of Canadian Medicare. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, this person who created the the health system that allows us to be weirdly superior to Americans all the time. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're totally shitting on him. Mind you, he was super into eugenics, so uh, we don't need to hand it to him on all fronts. <laughs> The other thing is, like, there's no way the conservatives don't feel that way. Right. And, like, they're allowed to say it, and we're allowed to, like, disagree. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, I, I kind of wish it was someone who was in government who said it. <laughs> because I just, I want the NDP to actually be cool again. Um, the Alberta NDP does just really suck. Again, just listen to the Alberta Advantage. They'll get into it much better than we do. Um, but they're just the party of never actually doing any politics. mm like they'll refuse they they most of the time will just refuse to offer solutions. They'll just say what what the UCP is doing is bad. Well, and not like here's what we should be doing. It's just they're bad. Right. Just the no, only UCP like them. that you should see is UCP on Margaret Thatcher's grave. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the title. Amazing. <laughs> I see UP on Margaret Thatcher's grave. Nice. So what's um, your story that you got? All right. Is it so, is it as good as wishing? Is it as good as 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 celebrating the death of Margaret Thatcher? No, uh, no. Unfortunately, it's actually a bit of a, a down, uh, not a downer, but just like a a letdown of a uh, of a story. So this is from Democracy Now, who is usually like pretty normal with their r- reporting. I feel like yeah. Um, they have an article here from uh, two days ago, from July tenth. The headline is. With veto-proof majority, Seattle City Council pledges to defund police by 50%. Amazing, right? good. Let me read you the entire article. I'm sorry, you have to just bear with me. I'm going to read the entire article now. Okay. In Washington State, a veto-proof majority of the Seattle City Council has backed a proposal to slash the city police department's budget by 50%. Mm. Seattle's mayor and police chief have opposed the move to defund the police. Is that the whole article? That's it. That's the whole article. Because I just remember the only thing I saw about this prior to seeing that article um, (laughs) was a Sean King tweet about it Mm -hmm. that people were retweeting where he also used the same phrasing of uh, voted to and not backed. Right. Which at least they have said they pledged to defund it, but with veto-proof majority, I mean, come on, like, that sounds like they took a vote. That only makes sense if they voted. Right. Those two sentences are the entire article. I'm not saying, like, oh, that sums up the whole article. That is the entire article. It's just a majority of the city council has said that they want to do this. Yeah. Democracy Now! Like, is, yeah, it's usually, like, really good. Like, they're 
they're good. They're good journalists. Uh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I feel like even even the ostensibly good journalist outfits are just firing too many people, um, mostly because of the pivot to shit and also just because no one well, has any money. Well, so Democracy Now! is is like funded by listeners, I believe. It's Okay. It's it's like the genuine good. Like I we we recommend a lot of podcasts on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um the Democracy Now! like news hour every weekday is genuinely just where I go for news now. Uh because it's like professional and like has a lot of interviews with like real people who are like on the ground. But mm-hmm. it's also like not shit live. Like it is yeah. actually like it's not leftist leftist, but it's like very critical yeah it's very progressive like it's very like not corporate it's funny how that when you talk to people on the ground who aren't like making six figures yeah um it tends just towards a naturally more (laughs) left-leaning yeah thing Um, anyway people probably remember democracy now most from uh amy goodman the like the anchor is the word uh she was i believe the only journalist who went to standing rock and like got tear gassed with the protesters so like she put the she puts the work in like she is og like she is fantastic um and democracy now is is very good and i will plug it here because it's if you can listen to an hour of podcasts today about world news it is the place to go to for that there you go i feel Uh, like yeah that, that, that article sucks yeah that's that's real bad it says under the headline, it just says headline. So maybe it's one of those things where they're like, this isn't really an article, it's just a headline. But like, do not, do not publish. Do, do, not, do not publish. publish. It's, also, it's just like, shouldn't The Onion be the only one that has just a headline and not an actual article? Yeah, well, I mean, the whole point of that is just when they have a headline and they don't have the time to write an article for it. Like just, or just the headline's funny enough by itself. Right. What if news was was rated on that scale? It's like, oh, this this headline's pretty funny, so we can just run it by itself. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher dead. You don't need an article for that. <laughs> yeah, the article is just lol. LOL. Raffle. <laughs> Celebrations heard in Ireland as Margaret Thatcher dead. <laughs> IRA wins. Margaret Thatcher dead. Heartwarming. Margaret Thatcher dead. Yeah. Heartwarming. <laughs> this deficit hawk died. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates her. Local woman Margaret Thatcher dies. <laughs> she's local to wherever you feel hate in your heart <laughs> exactly. exactly anyway speaking of journalism you guys uh you guys want to talk about some absolutely fake journalists no oh Shit. okay well i don't have to bring the story then what is it um so the post millennial which is oh a yes I do. oh yes 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 <laughs> a right-wing rep website owned by canada proud's jeff ballingall and members of montreal's wealthy israeli family recently published the work of a journalist who is not a human you said Israeli uh, kind of, it's, it's, it's a name, not, not, is, not, not Israeli family. Oh, I thought it was, yeah, I thought I was like, <laughs> the, the wealthy Israeli family. <laughs> Phrasing. I can't pronounce anything. Um, so there's a fake article published by the Post Millennial that casts a sympathetic light on anti-government protesters in Iraq and repeatedly emphasizes the need for a new sense of Iraqi nationalism. Mm. So they actually, actually, you know what? They still have I, some sites have uh, have taken the the names off of these articles and just put them under the site byline. Uh, uh-huh. This one still has Joseph Laba as the person who wrote it. Um, the mm. thing about Joseph Joseph Laba is that he doesn't actually exist. Yeah. His picture is clearly created by an AI. It's from like one a, of those fake Facebooks. Yeah, that's exactly what it, I think. That yeah. literally might have gotten it from that Twitter. Doesn't he have three front teeth? He has three front teeth. Yes. What? So, the person who broke this—the <laughs> person who broke this story for—oh, uh, for, Oh my god! The Sorry. person who broke this story for Press Progress literally made a tweet last week. That's just like, do I? Are there any dentists that follow me? I need you for something. <laughs> <laughs> They're really like a good tweet to see out of context, and then to see like why it was needed. They're just like, this guy's mouth is mad fucked up. It's like. <laughs> I, either either it's fake or this person has a really sad story behind his mouth. No, <laughs> I think that's beautiful because dentists like they can't do much right now. Like there's no like elective dental work happening. It's all emergency, so they probably have a lot of time on their hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> to look at some AI in. photos. <laughs> so they are our last line of defense against the AI apocalypse. Because- <laughs> yeah. So Twitter. The, the the reason why this story kind of broke is that Twitter suspended sixteen accounts. Um, all related to 
they were all related to a like a single like journalistic entity that wrote stories for like a bunch of different uh th- they were essentially just submitting to a bunch of like right-wing rag outlets uh-huh. the post-millennial being one of the more notable ones because like the post-millennial is like of the national post as far as i know it's related to it oh that's why it's called that um and essentially these articles are all pro like uh, united arab emirates and anti-iran and they're all just pushing propaganda for the the emirates against iranian people maybe that's just the way ai's uh feel they, they yeah. might. i mean there's no bias so they're big fans of the United... I'm just going to read part of the article. The big fans of the United Arab Emirates. The Daily Beast observed the personas are also big fans of the Emirates and have helped heaped praise on the Gulf nations for its exemplary resilience to the COVID-19 pandemic. Although they also note the personas have taken positions consistent with the state media in Saudi Arabia and Egypt. The postmillennial oh. insists the fake article was well-written and they deleted his biography from the website. Although I just <sighs> looked and it was still there. <laughs> oh my God. So I guess they put it back. Um, we stand by the decision to run it. We were putting the piece up back shortly under the post-millennials byline. So basically, like, this is definitely just, like, John Bolton writing these. Yeah. Like, it's literally just John Bolton. It's someone who wants to have war with Iran that's writing them. And John they're, Bolton, they're trying John to, Bolton, A-E-I-O-U, A-E-I-O-U. <laughs> John Bolton. A-U. John Bolton. A-U. A-U. I hope everyone's seen that yeah, video. I, I if, hope you, if you haven't, then I'm, I'm very sorry for the last 15 seconds of this podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like just like laundering, it, it's like a, a really sinister form of astroturfing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess all astroturfing is very similar in that it usually requires fake accounts. Um, but like these are bylines that purport to be real people. Yeah. Whereas like a fake bot account, you could usually fucking tell because they have a bunch of numbers at the end. Right. No one, no one does a Twitter handle like that ever. No one ever no. has. No. If you have a bunch of numbers at the end of your Twitter handle... You're a bot unless it's for twenty sixty nine. Yeah, they haven't cracked that one. Like that's once it. the once the bots start once the bots start putting for twenty sixty nine at the end of their handles, then we know it's all lost. They'll have figured like, out how to integrate with us. Internet that, leftists. That and like our teeth are our last two lines of defense. Uh huh. <laughs> that just sounds like you're going to start biting AIs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if we gotta. Oh, what? good thing my mouth is full of razor blades. Any LMNOB listeners out there? Hey, <laughs> Yes, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't remember that. It's, an epi- it's a reference to episode four. <laughs> when I said that I'm, I'm Edward Scissormouth. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so Reddit, Reddit shut down the Chapo Trap House subreddit. Dang, how come? Cancel culture. Um, Because they shut down the Donald's subreddit. Uh-huh. Um, and they had to get rid of a left-wing one to seem balanced. So, I I don't know, I haven't been on Reddit in seven years, but I do think that the Chapo Trap House Reddit was super, super bad and, like, had been disowned by the actual podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it has. Um, honestly, this, this happened, like, a week and a half ago, and I don't even have that much to say about it, but one of the good things that happened during the whole thing is that one of the subreddit shutdown was gender critical. Yay! Good! That's, yeah. Um, and any, all, all power to anyone who shuts down gender critical and dunks on JK Rowling on Twitter. Yeah. Well, dunk on her privately. You don't have to put her on people's TLs, but. That's true. Uh, yeah. yeah, Dunking without the, without quote tweeting. Even then. Yeah. I I just, I just don't want to hear about her. Honestly, I don't, I don't need to know the hot takes. I, 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 I have enough information. I was so surprised that people like ran with the fact that she wrote that whole diatribe again, because it's like, yeah, we've all known this for a while. Who's like surprised? Yeah, I not mean, really a surprise anymore whenever she comes out with this shit. And then, of so, course, like being a signatory onto the letter. Um, so right. like the diatribe, like the one I guess was a few weeks ago, like mm-hmm. that was just that was like what confirmed it. Like we had already suspected for a long time. And like, right. I think like she two, been, like. A year and a half ago, I said maybe I don't know if it was on the podcast or like in the Discord, but I was like, yeah, like it's it's a uh, dangerous to call her a turf because like it that the language has to be precise. Like she is a trans misogynist, but she mm-hmm. wasn't she wasn't a reactionary turf at that point. And then we watched her in real time become a reactionary turf. Yeah, yeah, because of the echo chamber she was in, uh, and well, that's like a, it that um her signing onto the letter 
was also um, if you, you kind of just looked through the list of people who signed it. This is um, it was Harper's Harper's Magazine. This whole thing a bit against cancel culture that went mm-hmm. up in there, which was just dog shit, incredibly and, vaguely worded, and well, yeah, like the whole thing and, about it is that it is it's like we express our broad support in these times for the victims of X and Y, but we shouldn't be silenced when we say horrible shit online. Right is basically how the letter was was written. Yep, and I I, I genuinely believe that a lot of the people who are signatories on this don't perhaps fully understand the context in which it was written. Yeah. Uh, like, Noam Chomsky's old as fuck and doesn't know what the internet is. Um, <laughs> and he's also, like, you know, someone who saw people he knew get, like, tried under the House of Un-American con- uh, Activities. Right. So, like, you'll have a, a slightly different position on free speech when that is the environment you grew up in. Right. But when But people don't, like, a lot of those people don't understand that free speech is a dog whistle for... I should be allowed to be a bigot openly. Exactly. Because that, that, that's exactly what free speech means now. Free yeah. speech as a dog whistle is that that is exactly what it is. People can still get fired from their jobs for supporting Palestine. Like people have been ejected from the NDP, which is our ostensibly left party for not giving full throated support for Israel. Like, yeah, this is something that has happened within the last like three years. Jesus. And it's the same thing as like, whenever there's like a tweet going around, that's like, support like let uh let queer people create messy art like Mm -hmm. what that always is is like a dog whistle for like don't don't give me consequences for being a pedophile yeah exactly (laughs) that 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 almost always means that they're creating weird pedo shit like almost every time like Mm -hmm. like nobody is saying that people can't create like complex or challenging art Mm -hmm. but complex and challenging art is not a synonym for a kid and an adult are, yeah, are yeah. in a couple, yeah. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, I think like it was something like six or seven signatories of that letter are people who have, like, just been posting a bunch of heavy air quotes gender critical shit online for ages. Yeah. One, and one then, of positive- course, one of the people on the list is fucking Barry Weiss, who literally got someone <laughs> fired from their university job for supporting Palestine. Like, she's literally caused someone to be canceled. Actual canceled. Actual canceled. Actual canceled meaning like losing professional standing and having your voice taken away for stating a position as opposed to the cancel culture that most of the people on this article are referring to, which is people are mean to me online for the dumb shit I say on Twitter. Other about, people are using their free speech to say I suck shit. The thing yeah. about cancellation as a metaphor is cancellation doesn't happen when the fans stop watching something it happens when the network cancels it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um i also just want to say one one thing that did come out of it that was i thought good or at least not bad was um margaret atwood was one of the signatories as well yes and people are like oh fuck like she's you know she's put her name in a list of other people who a lot of them are anti-trans and etc and she, you know, she did the Stephen King thing of where Stephen King just tweeted, trans women are women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then J.K. Rowling unfollows them on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Margaret Atwood, like, p- tweeted something very explicitly like, trans women are, you know, valid and women and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't support trans People blah, blah, blah. fucking tweeting at Margaret Atwood like with some death of the author shit being like, <laughs> why were there, why were there, well, like, they, they seem to understand that she wrote the book, which is more yeah. than people will usually do in this situation. And they're like, why were there no trans women in Gilead? Oh my God. And it's like, <laughs> golly, uh, well. golly. I wonder what Gilead's purpose for women was. Yeah. Gilead is um not a good example of a place. It's uh, It's not supposed to be, you're not supposed to look at it and say it's not well, exemplary. Cool <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. religious fascist institution. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I think the best way that this has been summed up has uh, was by Sean, mm-hmm. uh, YouTuber, YouTuber, YouTuber of various left tube fame. I don't actually follow guy. him or watch his stuff very much, 
but I'm aware of his presence. He's a skull. He's a skull. He is a skull on Twitter. Um, His tweet says, free speech is when I'm winning the argument. Cancel culture is when I'm losing. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And that really, that really sums up the whole fucking thing right in one, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, Margaret Atwood has read Homestuck, so of course she believes in trans people. (laughs) How do you know she's read Homestuck? Uh, She's said so. Amazing. Good God. That's... Um, one thing that was found related to Margaret Atwood, which was like the third Margaret Atwood story that happened in a single day, um, is that someone found Ghislaine Maxwell's private Twitter account, and oh. there were several tweets to and from Margaret Atwood on said account. She's yeah. arrested, though. She is. Margaret Atwood? No. Can't Ghislaine Maxwell. Is it not Giz- Ghislaine? Ghislaine? I don't How fucking do know it? at this point, but that is how... Like, my French intuition tells me to pronounce it, so that's what I'm going with. Which is what? Ghislaine? Yeah. Okay. All or right. Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Um, Ghislaine. Um, got her. Yeah. Got her. Got, got her. Um, and yeah, she just got... I know, I know she, like, they're basically just, like, um, they're, the risk of dying in prison is just, like, if they... I swear to God, if they just fucking let this happen again. I mean, yeah. Did we, did she, we explain who she is? I feel like the purview of our podcast would would cover it, but yeah, I guess it's probably worth saying that she is the person who is alleged to have supplied Jeffrey Epstein with most of his victims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she's a, a well-connected she's socialite. And yeah. I would, love to, I would love to not talk about this anymore. Yeah, yep. absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm scrolling. What else you got? Cause that, that, I just went, I went through all my stories. I went, went through everything I brought. Oh, I, I got some, some things. So um, this one is, based on my own life because I'm going back full time to my office uh, starting Monday, uh, which ooh. is tomorrow. And I'm rip shit about it. Um, it's at 50% capacity, but like apparently in the other offices that have done that, like only like 10% of the people have come in, come in. So I'm like, first Valid. of all, good. Second of all, why are we opening up at all? Mm-hmm. Like the things that these people do are fake. <laughs> <laughs> The economy is fake. Your job is fake. You don't have to be in an office to do it. Um, Massachusetts has been generally pretty good just because of like, we're like, yeah, we're fucking liberal country, man. Like Democrats forever. So everybody's wearing masks. Yeah. Um, like as far as, as far as I've seen from like charts and like modeling of the virus, um, the only places that aren't like rapidly increasing are in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. The Northeast seems to be doing generally pretty well. Yeah, not really because of our um, like leadership, but just generally because we're like all kind of hashtag believe science kind of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so transmission has been pretty low, but it it, it annoys me every time I'm driving like I'm driving down the street and I see like people outside of restaurants. Oh like, yeah, people! I've seen so many people on like patios that have been going by. Yeah, as we like go to the grocery store to you know buy something that we actually need. Right. It's just it's. We it's were wild. in a Walmart yesterday, and it is we have mandated masks here now. Oh yeah, like, you have to wear them, mm-hmm. and like solid third of the people in there weren't, including several employees. People were just oh, like damn. ignoring signs on the floor saying which direction to go. And Walmart also wasn't enforcing like capacity limits. Jesus. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. The only it's- reason we went to Walmart is because we needed a frame for a uh, Frodo Sam print that Steph got for her birthday. <laughs> now. Um, okay. Now, now Matt. Okay. I, I would argue that that is not an essential purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I went to we also needed to get friends, groceries. So... We just okay. decided to get groceries at a place that we could that buy a frame. frame. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm back with you. Um. So, but a lot of places in America are are opening up and are talking about. There's a lot of conversation about um, should we reopen schools. Weirdly, there's no conversation about um, should we be giving people more money. Mm. Which well, you would, yeah, you would think. Well, you see, money is economy, and economy needs to go up for money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's down. it's rough here for that too. Like we've had generally far better supports than the states has had generally, um, generally through CERB, but okay. um, the the benefit is now conditional that you're looking uh. for work, or at least it's supposed to by the next round of it because this the round the current round that's on right now is the final round of like the original four like batches of it that they were going to be giving out fucking stupid 
and now it's gonna be like a conditional on looking for work and it's like i work at a fucking gym yeah i work at a i work at the place that is probably going to generate the most germs uh tentatively opening on wednesday of this upcoming week jesus my climbing gym is reopening uh, I was like, how are you, you going to sanitize how, the wall? <laughs> someone's got to go up with her? Someone's <laughs> got to go up behind them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, was, so... My friend was like, do you want to go? The reopening. And I was like, fuck no, what? <laughs> my my gym is that. like, they've like doubled staffing to cover all the extra cleaning we need to do. Mm-hmm. They're only letting in people for an hour at a time. And then we're doing half an hour of cleaning. Capacity has been cut to like under 20 people for classes that normally fit like 50 Hmm. we have strict capacity limits for the entire gym everyone um we're like completely strict on checking people in which is like normally like if there's an issue it's like yeah yeah just go through i know you you're good yeah so we know exactly everyone who gets in the gym when they enter the gym when they exit the gym uh for like like adequate contest tracing it is a lot of fucking work but people want to go like people want to go back to the gym so we're doing it and it's like we have to wear masks the whole time. We have to, there's hand sanitizer everywhere. And yeah. it's like, at least we have all of that. I just, I don't think we should be opening, but like, at least they're giving us that. Yeah. Cause like, if there wasn't this much support, I just, I wouldn't be going. Yeah. 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 Of course not. Because you know, what's changed about like the virus since we heard, <clears throat> since we learned about it in April. Oh, what? Nothing at all. Nothing. Oh, darn. I thought maybe it was getting tired. No, it's sleepy. It's sleepy, it like we were when we were going to be recording last night. Yeah, <laughs> it had too much poutine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It had a really big burrito and had to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, burrito virus. Um, this is a just a, a nice little um, just self-contained story. I think um, mm-hmm. Santa Clara County in California um, had a meeting to talk about uh, how they should reopen you know, what, what they should do to reopen schools. And um, there are, there were 40 principals and uh, district officials that were in the meeting I- inside of the same room. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were exposed to coronavirus during that meeting. So, mm-hmm. you know, just, sometimes it just writes itself, huh? Yeah. If you can't even meet to talk about what to do to reopen, maybe that's your answer. I there, there's something about reopening schools in September that's really just like I'm already pissed off a lot about the way governments are handling this. Yeah. But the idea that they're even thinking about reopening classes in September or I guess August in some places in the states, mm-hmm. yeah, is fucking mind-boggling. The, the reason also, they're doing it is because oh, people need a place to send their kids while they go to work. Exactly. This issue would not be an issue if we just gave people money to fucking stay home. Yeah, exactly. Like, kids should not be... I mean, given the way education funding has been going in the U.S. and Canada, and the fact that there's, like, a hundred bajillion people per classroom, you you think if, like, if teachers had gotten their way about literally any of the labor supports they've requested over the past 20 years, that schools Mm -hmm. would actually be in a position to handle something like COVID-19. But the fact that... The fact that education has been so vastly underfunded and teachers have been forced to deal with classrooms that are meant to fit 20 kids with 40 fucking kids in them while mm-hmm. having to buy supplies for those kids in a way that means they cannot buy personal protective equipment for themselves or for the kids in the classrooms. Like, nothing is equipped for handling this in the fall, and I think that this should be moving towards larger, like, national and international labor action. Like, this, this is a position where these teachers are absolutely essential for the, the ruling government class to force people back to work. And if teachers say, fuck you, I'm not going to work, Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that is going to stop that from happening. Yeah. And they it's, can it's, get some stab they can get some scabs. They can't get like hundreds of thousands of scabs. Yeah. It's they just should, hard they just simply can't do are, it. Those people are already like in a financially unstable position. Yeah. And a wildcat would... strike isn't really a isn't really a, a, a stable position to end up in, which right. is why if anything pops up um as far as um teacher job actions, then we need to lend it our critical support. Absolutely. Because, yeah, like a, like a legal strike position, which I'm sure several um, boards can get into just because of the existing job actions and existing negotiations, like, you know, being at the end of their contract period or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that can actually force a legal strike position, that's good because, you know, you can get money out of the strike fund that way. <laughs> um, but 
they should absolutely be supported by Wildcat. And we need to... I mean, <laughs> it, I think it is technically illegal under Canadian law to suggest a Wildcat strike. Oops. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, labor law is uh, not in favor of labor here yeah. uh, or anywhere. I just um, remember wild- every time that there's a... Um, Every time there's a uh, Alberta Advantage episode about um, wildcat strikes, they're like, we do not under any circumstances suggest someone do a wildcat strike, but it's very cool. <laughs> uh, all... um, we're not saying to do a wildcat strike, but we are saying we're all in this together. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's we, a good way to put it. If we reach, we can try. We're all stars and we'll make it. Don't. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys get that reference? Like, like Smash Mouth? No. Oh. No, like High School Musical, because oh. the, they're they're the Wildcats in the oh. of the musical. Get your head in the game. Exactly. Wild- what if they went bowling? Wildcat strike. <laughs> what What if the cast of High School Musical went bowling? Wildcat strike. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Um, so that's what we should suggest instead of suggesting a Wildcat strike. We should just say, "What if the cast of High School Musical went bowling in mm-hmm. teachers in in classrooms across America?" Hell yeah. Hole in one. And FBI, that is what we're saying. Uh, shall we move on to uh, shoutouts? Sure. I mean, I feel like I've just been, I've been dropping the small stories throughout, so I don't have anything else. I just have Shout one shout out. Shout out to Disney World for reopening. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, there's that. Oh god, I'm, I've really only seen posts about that, like, through Jenny Nicholson, because, like, mm-hmm. she's the one person I follow who cares about theme parks at all. I saw um, somebody... Um, retweet the video that they had that the, like the advertisement for like welcome back to Disney World. Um, somebody Harrowing. was like, probably not a good idea to have this video end with um, a stormtrooper saying welcome back citizen or whatever because <laughs> given just, who they I just are, saw like, someone who's like they had like horrible like flu like symptoms mm-hmm. and were like vomiting Ugh. and then they went back to Disney World the next day. Jesus. And we're complaining of a sore throat. And that was, that was they had gone to the, like, infirmary or whatever at Disney World, and they had told them to go to the hospital. Yeah. And they were like, mm, We're going to go you. back to Disney World. But no. Yeah. Don't like it. Do not don't, like it. Don't, don't go to Disney World. I don't, saw... Okay, don't go. The, um, the Disney World parody account tweeted, um, We have decided not to risk our cast members' lives. Um... We're still reopening, but the public has to figure out how the rides work themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's the yeah, solution. We want your money. Thanks. Yeah. And I mean, like we've, we've been over on this podcast about how systematically underpaid most of the workers at Disneyland, uh, Disneyland and Disney World are. Mm-hmm. Which uh, one's in shout Florida out, Shout out again? to Scout for the interview when, when yeah. Scout was on for that. <laughs> I believe Disneyland in- is in Florida. Okay. I always remember it as like land is smaller and Florida is smaller. So, Disneyland, I'm pretty sure, is bigger. But, but the word land. The word land is... Yeah. The concept, like, like Mario Land is on Game Boy, whereas Mario World is on SNES. That is a good way to remember it. SNES 9S. Genuinely, genuinely how I remember it. Or SNES 9-8. Um, Florida also, just becoming the outbreak central of the world. Yeah, stay safe. Oregon. Yeah, and well, like, one of the things <laughs> that's happening in Florida is that sports leagues hey, are reopening hey, if you live in florida stay home stay brooks the don't fuck leave your home. house please brooks please brooks brooks please don't leave your house oh god he can't hear us oh god he can't hear us he doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast airpods but he can't he hear us AirPods. he's watching airbud <laughs> <laughs> oh god um <laughs> uh, I'm really just genuinely hoping that all the sports leagues that were hoping hoping to start running games in Florida um, reconsider doing that. Mm-hmm. You said you said hoping, and I think that's a good word. Yeah, I'm hoping that they don't that, do that. That's what we're all doing. We're hoping. We're hoping they're not opening. <laughs> I'm I'm hosing. Yeah, I'm hosing as well. I'm yeah. I'm rehosing. <laughs> yeah. I'm reposing. I'm t posing. I'm posting. Um. <laughs> uh, you can't spell posting without t-posing damn um so i true. wanted to shout out uh jair Bolsonaro. uh i hope he has a swift uh end to his illness <laughs> i would like to extend that to janine enyes in oh, uh in replacement, right sorry this is no no janine enyes is um the person who was trying to replace evo morales oh, oh, in oh, oh, oh. she did she did the funny uh the funny christian fundamentalist coup 
Yeah. And she is currently polling a extremely distant third in their upcoming election. Well, hope it gets um, even Which is very, time. very funny to me. The people who are like the architects of the coup are polling third and fourth by like pretty heavy margins. <laughs> so like the people of Bolivia, get them the fuck out of there. Let's do it. Yeah. But hopefully she just croaks because that would be nice. Isn't this like the fourth time that um, Mr. Bolsonaro has had COVID? More or less, yeah. Mr. Bolsonaro is... There are constantly pictures of him looking like he's dying hooked up to machines. He I has, wonder if he even has plural lungs left. I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he's had secret lung transplants. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, uh, I mean, he's looked like shit for months. Uh, mm-hmm. He's probably not on his first infection. Uh, and he, oh. at the press conference where he announced it, he said... I'm feeling great. I'm taking my hydroxychloroquine. And he took his mask off and smiled in front of the crowd who then sued him. No! Yeah. yeah. Why? Uh, I just want, I want the uh, earth to hand us just one fucking W. Just oh, give us one W. God. That is... Like him, or Enya's, or Trump, horrific. or Kissinger. What the if fuck's Kissinger he been doing? Got it, it would be game over, right? Remember I, feel, I feel like Johnson we would have to it. end this podquest. Podquest? Yeah. We'd have to end this podcast. Maybe, well, yeah, I, I meant his life, but also the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Boris Johnson got it and isn't dead. So, so I guess fuck? it's fine. I guess no one has to worry about anything. Yeah, but the thing about Boris Johnson is that he is oaf magic. Damn, you're right. <laughs> he's been cursed by a witch to be like that forever. Exactly. <laughs> Including like, He's never, never going to die. I can't wait for him to actually die, because it will happen, and we'll just look like idiots. Not a threat. Not a threat. Not a threat. Want to do Lightbringers? Yeah. Sure. Does anyone actually have one handy? Because I'm trying to think. I do. Um, Go ahead. hmm? You can go ahead. Me? Okay. Um, Well, (laughs) as you guys may know, um, I started a a podcast with my partner, Alec, um, called LMNOP, um, which has been very fun, and good and i like to do it and it's also given me an opportunity to watch a, a great television show <laughs> that you might not have heard of um called elementary which i personally uh really enjoy i think it's a good show i'm so, really glad that you started a podcast just so you could recommend elementary for a fourth time yeah. <laughs> i was gonna do a different light bringer but then i was like you know what this joke can go one more um <laughs> but really elemental Really fun show. We're enjoying it a lot. We're gonna um, create a Discord so that people we can you know we can chat with our our legions of fans that we already have. Uh, just kidding. Please listen to the podcast. Um, I'm a fan. Thank even you. Even if I don't remember the references to it. Y- yeah, even if you don't remember a very random reference to ten seconds of the podcast. <laughs> Sometimes um, that's how it is. We also yeah. Th- this episode, I think of Age Kip might come out before or after, but um, so the. So the episode that's coming out tomorrow, as of time of recording, uh, will be episode five. But episode six, we have a lovely guest on, mm. and her name is Alex Leafcrunch. Oh, and she's hilarious. It was great. It was a great episode. So tune in yeah. to find out the words that I say that are not Sherlock when I refer to the character. <laughs> yes, yes, it's very good. <laughs> Hell yeah, podcasting, podcasting. podcasting. Um, Alex, what do you got? Okay, well, I feel a bit narcissistic right now, since that was about me. But this one's also about me, uh, which is just one of the funniest things ever happened. Yes! <laughs> two, two nights ago, uh, when we were playing Jackbox, uh, and we were playing... Um, Drawful. What's it called? Drawful. Uh, and we started a second round with the same players. Uh, so I did not realize that it would keep my avatar from the first round. So mm-hmm. instead of uh, looking at my prompt and re- drawing what my prompt was, I drew myself again. <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh my friends all guessed what it was uh and if you want to see that very funny picture it's actually my uh twitter header because it's just so funny it was very good i was cute. dying and then it's like all the the guesses are like we love her yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then two pigeons in a night fight which was yeah. one of <laughs> someone actually people, like people were trying to take advantage of the situation to get votes yeah which Respect. yeah <laughs> It was very funny. Um, but yeah, I guess my Lightbringer really is just the friends we make along the way. Aww. Yeah. Um, my Lightbringer is um, I've started forcing people to watch the movie Food Fight again. 
I am <laughs> through two separate watchings of it in the last like week and a half, and I have at least two more scheduled. Oh of course, gosh. every time that someone watches Food Fight, I have to watch it with them. I highly recommend if you are in a Discord with me that has not recently watched Food Fight, then try to schedule a watching of Food Fight that I can show up to and give trivia about the good movie of Food Fight throughout the mo- watching of the movie Food Fight, starring Charlie Sheen, Wayne Brady, and Hilary Duff. <laughs> done by Threshold Animation, due to be released in 2004, but actually released in 2012. Oh god, I didn't know that. Oh my god. Movie that made maybe $10,000 at the box office on a $60 million budget. Holy shit. Now, is that food fight all one word with a period at the end? It's all one word with an exclamation point at the end. <laughs> um, everyone should watch Food Fight, but don't do it without me, because it's a more enjoyable experience if I'm there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he actually comes in the DVD case. <laughs> I do own it on DVD. It is my goal to get it signed by at least one person in the cast eventually. Oh. Um, I'm thinking the most likely is probably Wayne Brady, um, because I would be willing to pay money to see Wayne Brady live anyway, if right. he was like doing something with like Who's Line. Mm-hmm. So um, Wayne Brady is likely. Or like a concert. I would watch a concert of Wayne Brady. I'd probably watch a concert of Wayne Brady. He's got a good voice. The DVD case of Food Fight actually comes with a GameCube disc inside so that you have to watch it on a GameCube so Matt's always there. Yeah, I am always there. Shouts out to the Nintendo GameCube. That's just my perpetual lightbringer. <laughs> we love the Nintendo GameCube good console. Do either of you have the list of patrons? Oh. No, but I'm getting it now. Okay. You can start doing like the rest of the Oh, yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. yeah. Um, well, we would like to thank the taxpayers for the use of our song uh, Evil Men off the album Cold Hearted Town. And um, if you'd like to follow us on social medias, we are HKIPGTD on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Reddit. Shout out to Bisexual Punch Party for um, doing the Reddit, making our not, Reddit. Not work. banned yet. Not banned yet. We are not a banned subreddit yet. We're not a band because nobody has instruments. Do you get it? Yeah. Speak for yourself. M- musical instruments. Yes. Um, if you would like to support us on Patreon, we're also there at HKIPGTD. And um, if you are a $1 or up donor, you get access to all of our um, bonus content like uh, extended Lightbringers, pre and post shows, and cut for time. And um, is there anything else Eventually you Eventually, we'll record more of those. Yeah. Um, we'll get around you, to it. We just smush it all into an episode. Yeah, we, we do tend to just smush things into the episode now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a $5 donor, you get. Uh, the very special role in our discord of comrade and you get your name read on the podcast and you get everything in the $1 tier, obviously. And then if you are a $10 donor, you get all of that. Plus the very special role of Conrad in our discord, which allows you to listen in to the podcast as it's being recorded. Like I believe some people are doing right now. Yeah. Shout out to those people. Yep. Shout, um, shout out to David. Who's listening to the podcast in full and shout out to Stephanie who is listening to me record it. Yeah. <laughs> but she gets that privilege regardless of paying, although she does pay. Yes. Um, we make her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and and a new listener named Craig, who seems to really be enjoying it. So um, without any further ado, <laughs> thank you to our 5 and $10 patrons. We have Cass, Shin Diglett, Corleone Capone Cone Apologist, Tufficer <laughs> McGee, Endian Snufkin, Rain Raven, your sapphic Minecraft ACAB wife, Patrick Van Brunt, <laughs> Alex H., Wynn, Jacob Sears, Hmm. Bryce, Stefan Death and the Grips, Neve Noel Williams, Maximilian Rower, Burgermeister, Brian, Nick Clarkson, Jane Wick, Destryhawk, PR the Disaster, Alex Hoot, Non-Binary with Left Beef, Ashinu, Summer Geist, Dijonais, Chaz Goblin, Pregnant Seinfeld, David Besser, Paul Blart Fleshcart, The Tallest Jew, Stephanie Ruff, and Alex Schaup. Ooh, I'm... Those well, are some names. Wait, uh, oh. Hello? Sorry, I talked over Matt... So when you edit this, take out the part where I'm talking and just leave in the part where Matt's talking. For the whole thing? Okay. Yeah, the whole thing. Okay. Um, I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at Flight Cub B, um, which is spelled like Flight Cub, but with a second B. And the second B stands for um, Bolsonaro, please, redacted, redacted coronavirus. <laughs> uh, I'm Alex Leaf Crunch. You can find me at Leaf Crunch and you can see my cool, funny header picture. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I'm Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattGCN. You can find me on Tumblr at Tramampoline if you want to go on Tumblr. All power to you if that's something you're interested in. Tumblr is good, actually. 
they did force everyone to the new dashboard update, which sucks shit. Um, Mine looks fine. I, I don't know her, so. It's it's a website. I love that you can, like, openly, like, wish violence to people you hate, <laughs> and you don't get, like, dogpiled by weird libs. Mm. You just sometimes will get the Secret Service called on you. And you can you can say what? things like, Ray Romano, I'm going to kill you, because it's a reference. Yeah, you could say, you could say I'm going to kill you, Ray Romano, and you will not be permabanned from the website. Mm-hmm. Love to reference two HKIP hosts and their <laughs> their dealings with the internet police. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's podcast, folks. Yes. Thank you for podcast. Thank you for podcasting. Thank you for being a podcast. <laughs> and uh, you know what I- we always say, everyone? Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Fuck cops. Fuck cops. Well, I, now I have to say fuck cops, too. So you fuck did. cops. There we go. I said it twice. Thought so nice, I said it twice. John Madden, John Madden, John Madden, John Madden. Point question mark exclamation point question mark exclamation point question mark. I'm laughing for real right now. John Madden. John Madden, John Madden, football, John Mark.